Hi, and welcome to the latest Totem podcast. My name is Gary Jones. I'm here with my colleague Debbie Gray, and today we're going to be talking about the Chief Operating Officer or COO position that we've seen quite a steady increase in, haven't we, Debs, over the last couple of years? Yeah, we have. We did some research, didn't we, at the end of last yeah. year, where we looked at the top 50 firms over the last four or five years, and there's been a dramatic increase in the number of COO roles that exist within those top 50. And we're also seeing it outside of that top 50 as well, just a, a point to make. And I think there's a few reasons for it, but I think the main aspect is that, in general terms, the market has just changed so much in the last few years and it's become a lot more competitive, which means that firms have to be more commercial in the way that they're run. If you look historically, the managing partner role would have taken responsibility for both the running of the internal workings of the firm, but also setting the strategy of the firm. And in some cases, the managing partner would also still fear. And in this market, that is just not possible anymore. The role is just too big to do that. And so many firms have taken the decision to recruit a COO who will work hand in hand with them to manage the internal operations of the firm. Because again, of the competitive nature of this market, there's a requirement for firms to be much more efficient and much more effective in how they work. And having a role, a COO role that can manage that internal operation means that firms can be more efficient and more effective. Those are the main reasons why firms are hiring these people. And also, as we know, Gary, from working this market for so long, that law firms like to do what other law firms do. And so they follow suit and they see a COO role in one firm working and they want to do the same. So, yeah, so lots of reasons why, but those are the three main reasons. And back to the managing partners. I mean, often it's the trigger for these hires is the new managing partner being elected. You know, they've maybe seen the increased breadth of the managing partner role, as you as you suggested, and have said, hang on a minute, you know, on my ticket, my mandate is I'll do the role, but I need to work with a chief operating officer to share the load. So a lot of the new positions have been, you know, timed with a managing partner taking their position for their first four or five year term yeah. and they work tandem and, and back to the following like sheep a bit point what I've always found funny and you know we've walked away from meetings smiling about this is that we're introduced to a new managing partner often by the HR director whoever we have the best relationship with to talk to them about what other firms are doing mm. and we sit there and the, the managing partner I think assumes that every law firm does the same thing and that they've just missed this piece of vital information and we're going to say, do this, nail, then follow. The reality is, is that a lot of these roles are structured differently. Different things report in, don't report in. The background of the person change. And they suddenly get to a point and go, gosh, so everyone does different things then. So I, therefore, can do what I want to do. And we kind of say, yes, of course you can. You're the managing partner. One interesting dynamic has been the, the separation of the CFO role from the COO role and actually the backgrounds of the people coming into COO positions have changed haven't they that it's no longer the the preserve of the finance person coming in other functional areas are also morphing into such positions yeah I think you know when we first started recruiting COO roles about eight ten years ago the majority of those people came from a finance background didn't they because often the COO at that point would be responsible for the finance function as well as all the other functional areas but what we've seen as you've just said what we've seen over the last few years is that 
a COO will not necessarily be responsible for finance and actually the COO and the CFO will work in tandem, which means that finance as a background is not necessarily so important. So we see COOs who come from management consultancy, we see COOs who've had HR backgrounds or business development backgrounds. The important thing is that they are commercial and they've got the breadth of experience and the gravitas, obviously, to work across the different functional areas. Another background that we've seen is project or programme management, which is quite interesting because a lot of the time these roles are running big programmes and making sure that the functional areas work together efficiently. Actually, one point to make, and I think it's really relevant for these roles particularly, is that the chemistry between the managing partner and this role is probably the most important thing. And that sounds very trite and a bit ambiguous, actually, when you're looking to hire this person. But the relationship between those two individuals and the COO with the rest of the board is so important. There has to be a trusted relationship there. And often the individual that is chosen has the best chemistry. It's not necessarily that they come from a specific background which is more so in these roles than in any other of the functional areas, actually. But I think that's important to note, yeah, isn't it? Because, you know, the CEO could be too similar to the managing partner and that might not work. They need to contrast and complement, don't they? And Absolutely. Divide and conquer. And the other thing that firms understandably look at, which, which often means that there could be two CEO roles out on the market at the same time, one could be perfectly suitable for person X and one could be wholly yeah. unsuitable, is they look at what strengths they've got across their current business services areas. Mm-hmm. So one firm might say that they particularly want an HR background. The next one might want IT project management. But part of it is we've currently got a very strong X, a very strong Y, but we are struggling a bit on, you know, on A and B. And therefore the shape of what they're looking for is different. Yeah. So when you see CROs on the market, often with the same job title, the reality is you know, different backgrounds, different mixes of responsibility, um, different reporting lines. There's also you know, some fudges and carve-outs still happen out there, aren't they? You know, there's yeah. no logical reason why something doesn't report in, but we've decided it won't. Yeah. So every role is very different, which is not a bad thing, is it? No. Do you remember doing that research on the top 50 as to which areas reported into the COO? And we actually found there were no trends. Everyone everyone was different. And as you say, it's the result of the existing senior management team, but also what the strategy is for the firm going forward. One that we've recently recruited, haven't we, had a particular IT bent because there was a focus on technology over the next, next few years. Absolutely right that an individual who'll be right for one firm won't be right for another. Also, you mentioned efficiency. I mean, it it was always a historical reason, and it is still the most common reason, isn't it? You know, get things running, get things humming, you know, create a more efficient environment. Mm. There have been some examples, I can think of one, you know, quite recently, I won't name the firm, but where they said something like, you know, I'm sure that we could become four or five percent more efficient if every bonnet was lifted up but actually we are efficient enough and we're doing very well what we really want our hire to do is look externally lift their head up you know kind of help us look at the top line as well as the bottom line and that by very definition open the door for someone with a marketing business development background to come in whereas on previous occasions they've been restricted because the firm really wanted financial acumen 
you know, to look at spreadsheets and efficiency. So it, it's different horses for different courses. Yeah. We've seen that a lot of these roles now sit on the board, don't they? What's the importance of that, do you think? And what, you know, we, we get asked that question quite a lot, don't we? But what do we think the importance of that is? It's not just a self-worth thing, is it? You have to work across all these practice areas, all the divisions, all the business services areas. You have to build that, that collaboration and relationship. Mm. And you have to be at the heart. And often this role alongside the managing partner who is at the epicentre. They know the agenda items they're bringing to the board, not only just sitting on the board. You just have to have that gravitas internally for people to realise that you are part of the decision-making and you have the responsibility vested in you to make decisions. And I think the board thing helps. And in fact, if they're not on the board, it has the opposite effect. People are going, yeah, I know that X said you used to do that, but you know, you, you, you weren't really there. That's not the case now, and I'll be very surprised if, if you know, we take on a role now going forward where, where it's not on the board. It would, it would just seem odd. Yeah, I mean, I know we're talking about the COO role today, but actually we find that the majority of chief yeah. roles are sitting on yeah. the board now. Right, um, so. And these roles will, will always it will increase, I assume. I mean, I, I can't foresee a situation where these roles will dip or drop off they're here to stay aren't they yeah absolutely i can't see why firms would not have somebody doing this position because they can make such an impact to the managing partner's role but also the operations of the firm and being a managing partner and we, we've spoken to a number of managing partners over the years being a managing partner is an incredibly lonely role and having a someone that you can work incredibly closely with is really attractive for a managing partner coming into their new position we have, though, have we not seen some examples where COO hires haven't worked out? Has there been a particular reason that you'd point to as to why that is? Is there, is there tips that we could share that will help people fall into the same trap? I think we have. It's interesting because actually I think we've seen less of this happen over the, the more recent times. I think when we first started recruiting COO roles, we saw probably a handful who didn't work out, whereas now it's quite unusual for them not to work out. But... I think the things that we tend to talk to managing partners about when they're talking to us about, should we do this? What does it look like? What does a COO do? The things we tend to tell them are that it's really important for the board to all agree what this individual will be responsible for. Because if not everybody on the board agrees that, then this person will have a tougher time to integrate into the board. One thing that we've seen and we've commented on a lot with firms who have not done this is that the structure and the reporting lines have to be really clear before a firm goes out to recruit this person. And sometimes that actually means some really hard decisions and hard, challenging conversations need to be had, but it makes for a better recruit. So, Gary, you mentioned earlier about some firms fudging reporting lines and there's a dotted reporting line from one person into a COO role and that's because, you know, the firm doesn't want to upset that individual. But it just never works. It always causes friction. So we would always recommend that firms have those discussions before they embark on recruiting this position. It's hard enough, isn't it, these roles to establish a new role without arriving on day one and meeting someone that you've been told reports into you having a meeting having a coffee and finding out that person doesn't even know that, that they, they are reports into you yeah. I mean it's horrendous but it happens it yeah you can't imagine happens this day and age but it does yeah the other point is that these individuals have to be trusted to make decisions they're in senior roles they're professionals and they're being brought on 
to change how a firm is run. Some of the decisions they will make will be challenging and they will be difficult. But if you're recruiting this individual as a board member, and they may not be a partner at this point, some firms will recruit them as partners, but others won't. It is absolutely imperative that they are given the autonomy to make those decisions. And I think we've seen firms who bring on these individuals and then the partners close rank and actually... It just doesn't work, does it? So that's a really important point, I think. In general terms, we will see a lot more of these roles coming into the market. They are excellent opportunities for so many people where you're working at the heart of the organisation and you're helping that firm to achieve its strategic goals. They're a destination to travel, aren't they, for many different functional areas. I mean, we get people across HR, marketing, and it's quite a common question you know, I'm looking to maybe move down the general management COO route. How do I get there? You don't often hear generalists coming to us and saying, I'm very keen to become a specialist in something. Yeah, So it's people trying to build through on-the-job experience where they are or maybe through some accreditation externally, MBA, may, may not necessarily an MBA, but something else, to build those commercial skills to position themselves for when maybe an internal opportunity arises or maybe they see something externally but can put themselves forward as a, as a much more broader being. So it just seems to be kind of the roof for so many people and I can't see that changing. No, me neither. So I hope anyone listening to this has found that interesting because it's certainly something that we find very interesting and it's a market that has changed so much over the last few years. We will continue to work with firms to recruit these individuals. If you want to know more about our work in this area or how we can help or anything at all really, look at our website or our Twitter handle at Talks. Thanks very much.